0: This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Jake Meyer.
1: Welcome back into another episode of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I'm Jake Meyer, filling in for Danny while he's on vacation. Don't worry, he will be back on Monday. But for now, I'm filling in and we got the boss, El Jefe,
0: the CEO of Mile High Sports, Nate Lundy, how are you doing today? What up? Hey, I figured out why I was invited in here, and it's not because Danny is not here. It is because I am a degenerate gambler. That is exactly the reason why I thought
1: you'd be the perfect person to talk about this topic with. And you know, we're gonna dive into a lot of future bets for the Broncos, player props, uh, any any uh, AFC champion, AFC championship odds, AFC West division odds. Uh, there's lots and lots of uh, odds out there on DraftKings right now, and let's let's just jump right into it. Um, DraftKings. Let's start with the receiving core. This Ooh, this yeah. lofty expectations with the receiving core. Jerry Judy uh, over under at four and a half touchdowns. The over is at minus one fifty. Under at plus one twenty. Um, what does Jerry Judy and what does this team need to do in order for him to reach that that number?
0: Well, I, I mean, first of all, I think he I think he gets past that number. I think that's why it's juiced to the minus 150 that you just talked about is I think that's a really low threshold for him. Now, the question mark becomes um, and, and some of this and we're going to talk about these props, Jake, but I think some of it comes from it doesn't matter um, who's under center. It it doesn't matter to me. Some of these props are actually, to me, agnostic uh, about which one of them, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. But I will tell you this. The only concern that I've got with Jerry Judy is we know he's going to be a big part of this offense between the 20s. Mm. I think the reason that the odds makers have this number at four and a half is because I think a lot of the prognosticators think he's going to come in right around five because he's going to be a guy that chews up yards between the 20s But then when you get down to the end zone, we already know what Noah Fant um, and the expectations are with him. We also know, let's be honest, folks, Tim Patrick goes up and brings that ball down. Uh, He's a big target um, and he can be a red zone touchdown stealer. So part of me thinks that in order for I'm going to go with the over here, but part of me thinks in order for Jerry Judy to hit that number, he's got to have at least three of the touchdowns that are of the like. 30-yard-plus variety. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the team's sitting at the opponent's 45 and, you know, insert quarterback A, dumps one off to him, say, seven or eight yards down the field, and then it's just see ya, and Jerry Judy's gone. Um, I think he's going to need at least three touchdowns. To get over this number, I think at least three of them are going to have to be 30-yard, 35-yard-plus to get there.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there, and I I don't think – Jerry Judy will have any problem doing that. Uh, the yak attack is his big thing. So once he gets that ball, uh, he's going to make a lot of defenders miss. And I can see him breaking a few big ones. Um, you know, staying on Jerry
0: Judy and his yardage total for the Ooh, season. Ooh, yeah. Give me this one. Give me this one. 920 and a half. Yes. I um, am on record. I'll give you the spoiler alert right now. I am on record as saying Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton will both be 1,000 yard receivers. Wow. And both of their pl- yardage props, I know these because I've been seduced by them already uh, at DraftKings. Both of their yardage props are below a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I'm on record. I think both of these guys go over a thousand. And again, I'm telling you, I don't think it matters which quarterback uh, is under center for these guys to go over a 1,000. I think Teddy Bridgewater knows the talent of these two guys. I think Drew Locke knows the talent of these two guys. Yes, I am a little bit concerned from a touchdown standpoint of guys like Noah Fant or Tim Patrick stealing touchdowns or even a Melvin Gordon or a Javante Williams down around the end zone. But I think yardage-wise, these guys are going to be chewing up a ton of green all season long. No doubt about it. Minus
1: 115 for the over and for the under. Grab Uh, it now before the juice changes, folks. And I'm with you. I got Jerry Judy going over uh, four and a half touchdowns, and I got him going over that 920 and a half yards um, for the 2021 season. And let's move right on to Cortland Sutton. Uh, Cortland Sutton's at a five and a half touchdown marker you know he's a bigger target a, be- yep. a better red zone threat um and the under or the over sits at minus 125 and the under is at minus 105 so they think that he might uh you know get some touchdowns taken away from from some of his teammates
0: and, and i think that's you know there's a lot of good weapons on this team i mean we've talked about tim patrick for a, a couple of years now jake and we know tim patrick would be uh, a wide receiver too on a lot of teams in this league, and at the very least, a wide receiver three. The Broncos have an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. I'm actually surprised that somebody hasn't tried to, and maybe somebody has, but it hadn't come through, that somebody hasn't tried to steal one of them in a trade or something like that. We know that Hamler is a Swiss Army knife and and quick... Um, you know, not quite Tyreek Hill speed, but pretty close. Um, We know that Tim Patrick is a big body that catches the ball. He's got really good um, body control, especially when he's on the sidelines. Um, So there's a lot of targets there. But that said, I think Cortland Sutton is going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's mad that he didn't get to play last year. And hey, these guys are teammates. These guys are buddies. But do you think maybe Cortland's tired of people talking about Jerry Judy here during training camp? A little bit. A and little maybe bit. he wants to actually come out and be like, yo, uh, guys, uh, remember me? Uh, so, yeah, I think he's going to come out. And is, it, it, this wide receiving core is is really talented. And I think if there weren't so many question marks at quarterback, Jake, this wide receiving core would be getting talked about a lot more in the NFL, as our buddy Joel Klatt would say. Wide receiver is a dependent position, and because of that, I think it's why people are downplaying this core. Is because there's so many questions at the quarterback spot. But if you know, even take Aaron Rodgers out of the mix for a second. Let me let me downplay it. Let's say Matthew Stafford was here, mm-hmm. people wow. would be talking about this wide receiving core. Because everybody'd go, well, shoot! Look what Stafford did with Calvin Johnson. Look what he's done over the years with Kenny Galladay. Like people would be talking about this core, and unfortunately, all of the BS at quarterback is the reason it's not happening. And I think Jerry Judy knows it. I think Cortland Sutton knows it. I think Tim Patrick knows it. I think KJ Hamler knows. It. I think I, literally, I think everybody on this team knows that they would be getting talked about more if there wasn't all this crap at quarterback.
1: You're right. Everybody on planet Earth seems to know it. The NFL networks in after reading. Zach Seeger's article about this. uh, NFL Network's um, in house analytics ranks the Broncos and projects the Broncos' quarterback room at 27th in the league. And wide receiving group at 22.
0: And you can't tell me that it's not due to the quarterback being ranked so low. It's due to that. It's also, I will tell you this, and we know this about analytics, and we even know this. Like, I like pro football focus a lot. I think a lot of their analytics are good. I think some of them are kind of funky, but there's a lot of the stuff that PFF does that I think is really good, Jake. But I will tell you this. um, There is a bleep load of recency bias built into that stuff. So the Mm -hmm. fact that Cortland got hurt in that Steelers game last year is hurting the way people are perceiving him from a from a from a receiver standpoint right. Um, you know that is the case. The fact that and, and Zach Seegers has talked about this on on Twitter, so have a lot of the Broncos guys. A lot of our friends around town have talked about this. everybody talks about Jerry Judy's drops. They forget the fact that he had one really bad game last year. one. Right, where like man, stuff wasn't right. I don't know if he didn't eat something, you know, in the morning or <laughs> didn't like get his didn't, coffee. Exactly, he didn't have coffee. You know, he, you know, he was having stale Cheerios. I don't know what the hell was wrong, but he had a bad damn game. It was one game, people, mm-hmm. and and do you want somebody to be consistent and not have that? Of course you do. But hey, Joe, podcast listener, haven't you had a bad day? You know, like it happens, man. Earlier this week, my Tuesday was a pile of crap, y'all. It was a terrible day. Uh, Yesterday, a lot better. So, you know, it happens. Uh, But I think there's a lot of recency bias built in there, man. And I also think those two things you talk about the NFL network rankings, like I just said, those two things are correlated. Mm -hmm. The Broncos have a massive question mark at quarterback. And until you know what you're getting, even if you know that you're getting mediocre, until you know what you're getting, I think the analysts are down on the receiving core because of it. 100%. And going back to Cortland Sutton's injury that
1: you that you brought up, I don't think it's going to affect him too too much in this upcoming season because he's not one of those guys who needs to break on his routes too hard. He's the type of guy who will go over the top of you and high point the ball and beat you that way, beat yes. you with his size, beat you with his strength. So I think the speed and the cuts aren't going to be affected because you know it's just not part of his game, so looking at that five and a half touchdowns marker, man i, I think he's I think he's at least at a half tough. a dozen
0: I think he's at a half a dozen, I really do, um and I think it's because of what you just said, the way he can high point it. Um, you know, if it's, he's a guy that I see, like I try to, when, when I've already about these props, um, you know, if Brad Evans and I do it on our podcast called fade, the noise, if you guys don't subscribe to it, please do. It's a daily podcast, all about sports betting, um, and, and go out there and subscribe to it. Brad and I have a great time doing it. Um, but I, I like, I, when I think about these props, I try to think about situational, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, if it is, I'm going to say Broncos first and 10, from, from the 18-yard line, right? Inside right. the red zone, they're right there. To me, that territory, at least right now in my mind, that territory from a receiving standpoint belongs to two dudes, Corlin Sutton and Noah Fant, and occasionally Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. But I think primarily it belongs to those two dudes um, where you can get seven eight yard gain but maybe break a tackle and now all of a sudden you're splashing six right so that's why i sit back and i go man i think a half a dozen touchdowns is doable because just like i said i think that jerry judy's got to get at least three of them that are long touchdowns i think sutton can get four that happen inside the red zone right Mm -hmm. where he's just he's he's taller he's stronger he's beating the db um and i think so that's when i go okay well if he can do four of those then I think he can get at least two more somewhere else. Now I'm at six. Now I'm at over.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm going to take the over for Cortland Sutton touchdowns. I I know you already said that you think Cortland Sutton's going to go over 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards, baby. Woo, let's do it. He's at 950 and a half yards. It's at a minus 130 for the over and a plus 100 for
0: the under. So they're with you there. They think uh, flashback to 2019, y'all. Just remember what he did in 2019 when he was healthy. And Jake made a really good point. He isn't like he's not doing those crazy routes that we see Jerry Judy do on his Instagram feed. Right. mm -hmm. Sutton is okay. You know, first of all, I think his knee's fine. I think he's going to be fine. But I think if there's anything mental to it, as you pointed out, he is not this like, whoop, 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 zigzag, like Madden joystick type of dude. Right. Um, and so I don't think he's going to put as much pressure on that knee um, as somebody who is that shifty, zigzag, route-running, trying-to-fake-a-guy-out, stutter-step type of thing. Jerry, Judy. Um, and I'm actually going to go with the under here. I'm going to take
1: the juice... Plus 100. I just think there's so many targets for this team. There's so many options to go with. There's uh, no offense, you know, and and even the running backs, I think they're going to take away uh, some of that yardage total from Sutton. So I'm going to take the under there. Um, We'll call this the halfway point of the podcast. Um, It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. And I'm your host Jake Meyer. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Meyer Radio. At Nate Lundy on Twitter as well. Be sure to give his podcast a listen as well. Fade the noise with Brad Evans. And you know, be sure to check out the My Life Sports app. It is crystal clear.
0: It is uh, not brand new anymore, but it's still fresh. Oh, fresh! It's it's man. It's like it's sharp. Like, I'm going to brag, okay? I'm going to pull a muscle and pat myself on the (laughs) back because we hooked up with a fantastic group that helped us build this brand new app. It makes it like all the podcasts, boom, are on one page um you can find everything so if it's if it's if if some crazy stuff's going on with the nuggets and you want to hear what ryan blackburn has to say about it uh you've got the pod right there you want to know what's going on with the broncos troy rank is right there danny and jake are right there with the broncos blitz as the Avs start to get back see if they can uh, get back to being what they are right now which is the odds-on favorite to go back to the to to be in the finals you know Arif dean's got you covered with jj jerez So all the podcasts are there. You can listen to the station live. It's just, man, this app that we created is really freaking cool. And oh, by the way, the damn thing's free. So go download it, folks. Come on. It's free. You've got like 725 apps on your phone. It won't matter if you have 726. Go download ours. The app
1: is a great way to listen to all of our podcasts, including this Broncos Blitz podcast. But we're also on everywhere you could find a podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker. Any way you can listen to a podcast will be there. Uh, All right. Let's get back to the business. No offense at four touchdowns come on Noah. we need you brother and like you said he's the odds-on favorite to be the uh red zone threat for this team uh tight ends usually feast there in that red zone so he's at a over for minus 120 under at minus 110 i think the four touchdowns is a no-brainer and take the over on this one
0: yeah i i think i I would put him at – now, I think Captain Hook, as Brad would say, would come into play here. I think he might finish with five, um, but I think he can get over this number – Um, I do worry a little bit about something you mentioned just a few minutes ago, the idea of the running backs taking away some of uh, the opportunities. And that's not a bad thing. Okay, that's not a bad thing for the Broncos to have a good running game. Um, But I'd like to see Noah Fant be able to do it um, and get the touchdowns. Do I think he's going to do what Julius Thomas did back in the day? And, you know, all of a sudden there's you know, you're getting like a a three touchdown game. No, I'm not sure that he's going to do that. Um, but I do think he can be that kind of an offensive threat. And Jake, look, I mean, you and Danny have talked about this before. Like, they need him to be that. It has been, you know, we can talk about, you know, a couple of good seasons that we got out of Julius Thomas, even though he was a terrible blocker. Um, You know, the Broncos need a good, solid tight end. In the NFL in 2021, if you don't have a strong offensive threat at tight end, your offense is in deep crap. You are. There's a reason that Travis Kelsey does what he does. There's a reason Darren Waller does what he does. And, oh, by the way, they're in the same damn division. (laughs) Um, So if the Broncos don't figure out the tight end position and get themselves a really strong stud, and I know people like to talk about Alberto, and you're like, I I, I know people like to talk about all of that. It has got to be Noah Fant. It has to be. As cool as it is to go, hey, we got two good tight ends. No, here's what I want. I want one outstanding tight end. And then I want another good one right behind him that can help out on occasion, that can spell him, that can come in and do two tight end sets, whatever. But you got to have one outstanding tight end if you want to be a strong offensive team in the NFL.
1: Noah Fant is poised for success this season.
0: I sure hope so, man. I,
1: I think he is. Um, and looking at the yardage total that they have him at is 690 and a half yards. I think that's kind of a lot, you know, considering if we if we see Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton going over a thousand, that would be that would be pretty tough to get Noah Fant closer to that 700 mark. And it's over at. Uh, minus 115 the unders at minus 115 as well so yeah
0: straight juice both sides I, I'm with you I actually think he finishes a little bit under and it's mm-hmm. actually because again I think you know Tim Patrick is a big body Um, he can be out there and you know Tim Patrick can pull in you know 400 yards over the course of the season whatever we know that KJ Hamler can be fun we saw that big touchdown uh, in the first preseason game Um, and so I think that you know I feel a lot better, I guess, of those two props, I feel a lot better about Fant going over on touchdowns than I do over on yards. And uh, looking at the rushing numbers for this team... I
1: I haven't looked at these in a while. Where are we sitting on these? I I had a very hard time finding Melvin Gordon's numbers. Uh, all, All I found was was odds on Javante
0: Williams. And, th- and that's because that's who everybody's talking about. Uh and and I and I sort of get it. What's what is Javonte still up at like 800? He's at 800 and a half yards. Okay. Uh
1: the over is at a minus 120, the unders at minus 110. So
0: here's what I'll tell you with with Javante Williams. And I think this is going to be really hard for any of us pr- to predict. So from a from a pure betting standpoint, I will tell you guys I have stayed away from this one with the Broncos and here's why. I think by the time we get to the second half of the season, that there is a really good chance that Javante Williams has moved into, I I think this is going to be a running back by committee team, but I think what's going to happen is I think the season is going to start with say 65, 35 split in favor of Melvin Gordon. And then I think it's gradually going to change over the course of the season. It would not surprise me if Javante Williams by the end of the year is not the guy getting the majority of the carries, right? Or the majority of the touches. But because of that, I don't like this prop, because it could be that at the beginning of the season he starts off really slow. And then by the time we get to, say, week, you know eight, nine, 10, somewhere in that range, now all of a sudden he's actually starting to get some more yards because he has sort of s- surpassed Melvin Gordon with the usage, right But not enough to get to 800. Now, I really like this kid as a rookie. I think he was a, he was a great draft pick by them. Um, I was, at, at first, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what? And then I go back, and you start looking at some of the analytics for him coming out of college, and you just go, holy crap, this guy's good. Um, so I don't like this prop. Like I don't like picking over. I don't like picking under. This is one where I'm like, hard pass for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch this one. Um, because I think he could finish in the upper 700s. But I think what's going to happen is the majority of it's going to happen in the second half of the season. And I'll tell you folks that play fantasy, by the way, because Brad and I have talked about this as we go into the fantasy season. Um, He is a guy. Keep I'll put it this way. Keep an eye on what's happening in your league with this guy, because if Melvin Gordon is stealing a bunch of the carries early on this may be a guy that you can go make a trade offer to whoever owns him in your league if they are desperate at another position. Like let's say you're stacked at wide receiver and you're like, hey, let me throw you a so-and-so for Javante Williams and then grab him so that you have him for the second half of the of the season. Because it could be that that Melvin Gordon skews things and you may be able to take advantage of somebody in your league. Now, I could be completely wrong, which, you know, 99.8% of the time I am. Um, and Javante Williams could be the guy right out of the gate. Um, I am just, I think they're going to try to keep it balanced. I think Pat Shermer is going to try to keep it balanced coming out of the gate, but that I think by the end of the season, we could see a completely different story.
1: I think Javante Williams, I think I'm with you there in the latter part of the season, he's going to take the starting job and the brunt of the load from Melvin Gordon. And, you know, Melvin Gordon last year, was the Broncos' best offensive
0: player? Yeah, so it's it's a little difficult to. And I don't and I don't like people that are writing Melvin off. By the way, mm-hmm. I know there are some people that are doing that. They're like, well, he's only got one year left on his deal. Who cares? But well, the Broncos care because they're still paying him, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he only has one year left on his deal, and he's not going to be a member of the Broncos in 2022. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. of that. But the Broncos are still paying him for this season. So you better make damn sure that you utilize him as much as you can. And I think they're going to take advantage of him in these first four, five, six games so that they can, I think they know what they've got with Javante, but I think they also don't want to shove him into the deep end of the pool and risk either, you know, does he get a little fumbleitis early on? Does a defense try to take advantage of the fact that he's a rookie? I, I mean, I don't know. So take advantage of the fact that you've got a vet in Melvin Gordon and use him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're going to use uh, Melvin Gordon to their advantage. Uh, this running back duo is going to be interesting to watch all season long. Now let's move on to some Broncos futures. Uh, let's look at their win total. Their over-under is at 8.5, over at minus 120, under at plus 100. Uh,
0: so it looks like they think they're going to have at least nine wins. They've got... Um I think ah, – this, so, this is so hard for me because I tell everybody all the time. I'm a fan first and a you know, radio, TV, whatever guy second. Um, I think that this is a 500 team. I think if the defense gels the way we think it can, I think that it is the defense that will actually make the difference, and it's why I'm on the over on the win total. I believe there will be at least one game this season that the defense wins legit like I mean I'm even talking like a let's say it's a close game um, you know on the road down in Vegas against the Raiders I don't know I'm making this up right I could easily see a Justin Simmons pick six right being that catalyst that Mm -hmm. the Broncos need and they wind up winning by say four right something like that something happening in a game where the defense is actually arguably the reason they win the game offense has a bad day like I said insert quarterback a here whichever one it is has a bad day throws a couple of picks whatever um, and the defense has to bail them out because if you go back to the Super Bowl 50 year we know the defense bailed them out more than once right including in the damn Super Bowl as we all know but and and I think this defense is built to be able to do that um, on on Sirius XM filling in on on one of the radio shows a few weeks ago I we had to make a bold prediction for every team. We were going through different teams and the day. One of the days I was I was doing the show was the Broncos day. And my bold prediction was that Justin Simmons will lead the league in interceptions. Wow, that is pretty bold. That that was my pick at the time. He was the highest paid safety in the league. So I think that I think he and Kareem Jackson are the best safety duo in the league. And I think Justin Simmons just has that ball hawk nature about him. Um, so like, for example, and we don't have to get into it right now, but I know there's an over under on Simmons for interceptions. Um, and I can't remember if it's at three and a half or four and a half, but I took the over on that. Um, you know, Pat, by the way, uh, Patrick Sertains. Uh, over under on interceptions is one and a half. Take the over, y'all. Take Definitely. the over. Uh, kid's, got, kid's got an eye for the ball. He knows where to be. You know, it's like Dennis Rodman knowing where a rebound going to yep. go, right? Like he just, Sertain can do it. Simmons can do it. Um, and so I'm going to take, going all the way back to your question, I'm going to take the over on the eight and a half wins because I think this team by itself can win eight games. And I think there's at least one game that the defense wins for them and therefore they get to nine. Um, I think the big question is, is nine going to be enough in the AFC to get you a wild card spot? I don't think it is. I think you've got to get to 10, and I'm not convinced this team can get to 10. So, like, I know there's a bet you can make on whether or not the Broncos make the playoffs. That's a hard pass for me. I'm staying away from that one.
1: I'm taking the over as well. I think they can get to nine. I've been saying on uh, the Smile High Mooring Show that – I, I think this, this team wins nine games, and I think the most of those games, a, a big portion of those wins comes the, from the first three games, the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets, and that's a big reason why I'm taking the, the over on this is because the rest of the schedule,
0: it starts to get a lot tougher. If they aren't 3-0, Fangio may get fired and Shermer might become the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. You've got three games. The Giants are a hot mess. The Jets are getting there, um, and it's the freaking Jags. Um, and if if Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Justin Simmons, Sertain, the list keeps going on. If those guys can't wreak havoc on Trevor Lawrence, we got a problem. Definitely. So between those first three games, this team should be three and zero. Because um, we know how much Fangio sucks in the month of September as a head coach so far. Winless. Um, you got to get it done in the month of September because then stuff starts to get interesting. Um, then you start bumping into some pretty interesting games. So, um, you know, the fact that the first two games are on the road, I know that plays into it. Um, but again, I keep coming back to like Jan- Daniel Jones has not looked good in the preseason. <laughs> Um, and Trevor Lawrence, and and I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, by the way, I know that we can criticize some of what happened in that first preseason game that he played, but if you watch some of the non football stuff, um, he is, he is showing me leadership signs. And I think that that Jaguars team has been lacking that for a while. I think Lawrence is going to come in and I think it's going to take some time Um, And I'm not saying the Jags are going to be an AFC champion here in three years, but I think Trevor's going to be a good quarterback. You mentioned uh, a
1: hard pass for the Broncos to
0: make the playoffs.
1: I'll give you the odds
0: for it. Hard pass. (laughs) A yes. (laughs) I'll bet it with your money. I'm not going (laughs) to bet it with mine.
1: (laughs) A yes is at plus 115 and a no is at minus 145. So you're
0: taking the no, I assume. I would would take the – if I had to make the bet, I would take the no. But I would also tell you this. I don't think that – I'll be honest – I think it's such a question mark. Plus one fifteen doesn't do it for me. No. If that was up at plus one thirty, plus one forty, you might be able to talk me into it because maybe, you know, the Broncos get lucky in a game or something happens, a fluke mm-hmm. happens, um, and they pick up a win that you and I aren't thinking that they're going to get. But um, but at, those, at that kind of odds, I mean, you know, I think the I think those odds are about what they should be, which means I'm not getting seduced by the juice. Exactly, exactly. I'm taking the no as well. To win the AFC
1: West, that's (laughs) at a plus 600. Uh, It's a long shot. It's not going to happen. The Chiefs reign dominance. I
0: saw somebody, I saw on on Twitter yesterday, uh, and you and I were recording this on Thursday, so I saw this on Wednesday, that somebody made a bet. Like, talk about people. I wish I had money to just, you know, piss away like this. Somebody made a bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to have the fewest wins right? Okay. At 250 to one odds. Wow. So I, you know, it's like, okay, fine. I get it. Somebody's trying to have some fun. They're goofing around. Like I think the person only bet like 50 bucks or whatever, but I'm like, man, first of all, I hate doing season long bets because I hate having my money tied up. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a hard enough time, Jake doing bets in on the PGA tour where like I make a bet on Wednesday and I have to wait until Sunday (laughs) to know whether or not it paid off. Like I have a hard enough time with that. I'm an instant payoff kind of guy. Right. Like, let's go. Come on. Hurry up. I'm that kind of guy. So for me to make a bet right now on like August 19th that I'm not going to know until January 9th whether or not it paid off. Screw that! I'll take that fifty and put it on a you know a same game parlay in the MLB and try to make some cash. I'm with you there.
1: I'm very impatient when it comes to my bets as well. Uh, Next up, we have the uh, Broncos to win the AFC as a whole. Uh, it's plus two thousand. There's a lot of competition in the AFC. It seems like the AFC is starting to, you know, bounce back. There was a couple down years, but now they're rising back, and the AFC is as strong as ever. Yeah. So plus between Buffalo
0: and between Buffalo and Kansas City, I ain't touching that one. No way. And finally,
1: Broncos odds to win the Super Bowl. If if you knew, if you really are a diehard fan and you have some money to blow, plus four forty five hundred. It is some
0: very good odds. Yeah, those are those are huge <laughs> numbers. And and look, it, Jake and I just if you're somebody that wants to be doing some betting, Jake and I just rattled off some really good odds for you that you can take advantage of with some player props. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I know kind of a shameless plug here, but that pod that I do every weekday, Brad and I do it five days a week, folks, this Fade the Noise podcast for the last month, we have been giving out some of our favorite season long player props Props that we are like, like if we notice something that we think is just a funky anomaly, um, I'll give you an example. Yesterday on the pod, Brad tracked down, there's only one book that has this, um, and we talked about it on the pod. Antonio Gibson receiving yards, so the running back for Washington, receiving yards, 350 this is a guy that they have come out in Washington, and they're talking about how they want to use him like Christian McCaffrey. People, that's so. Brad and I talk about this a lot, and Brad has been digging into a lot of them. But we're trying to find these player props that we think have value for you. So yeah, you know what? It is fun to go. Hey, I'm going to put fifty bucks on the Broncos to win it all. Look, last year I did the same thing on the Abs. Obviously, they let me down. Um, you know, I mean, I I make those. I do make some of those kinds of bets. But there are some player props out there, folks, that are funky that you can look at, um, especially if you're a fantasy player, because if you're intimidated by sports betting, folks, player props are fantasy. Fantasy is player props. It's the same thing. You're betting on the same thing. So I really encourage you, if you're new to betting, Get into player props. It's a really good way to kind of dip your toe in the water, especially if you are a longtime fantasy player. Um, and you will start to see some of these props that you can take advantage of. And it's it's really pretty cool. And uh, uh, Jake mentioned um, DraftKings. If you go to MileHighSports.com slash DK, right, nice and simple, like DraftKings, MileHighSports.com slash DK, on there, we always have whatever their latest like cool sign-up offer is, whatever like whatever they're offering for new users. You can always find on that site. We keep it up to date constantly. So whenever they're offering a new odds boost or they're offering a new sign-up bonus or anything like that, you can always find it there. Um, and if you go there, uh, one of the cool things is then they know that guys like Jake and I sent you. Um, which we really appreciate because, you know, makes us look good. Uh, so go to MyLifeSports.com slash DK uh, if you haven't signed up for DraftKings before and just kind of check this out. These player props are fun, man. Um, I have a lot of fun with them. And I'll tell you what, as cool as you think fantasy and DFS is, when you've got like, you know, coming up for the first game, you know, when you've got an over-under on, on Jerry Judy's receiving and you dropped like, you know, 10 bucks on it, whatever, like it doesn't matter what your, what your bankroll is. It doesn't matter to me. I do a whole bunch of $2, $3 bets just because it's fun. Um, man, that changes watching the game, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, fun. Y-
1: you're hanging on every single play after that. and You're like,
0: you're throwing to Judy. <laughs> Throw it to Judy. You're just like, all you're looking for, like, all I need is five more yards, damn it. Uh, and oh, by the way, then you start stressing about things like, okay, uh, don't no, don't don't get a catch for a loss, like don't like don't go backwards, right. baby, don't go backwards. Uh, you always need those kinds of things. Betting makes everything so much better for degenerates it's all like us. So much fun, and that's why I said it. it's okay. Like, look, it's okay if you bet like a dollar at a time. It's still, yeah. it's, You know what it is? You have you have skin in the game, and you've made it interesting. Right? You've just you you have singled it out. And the other cool thing about the player props is like, give you a good example. Like uh um there are there are guys that I love having on my fantasy team, right? Like everybody's always got like their man crush, right? Right. Oh I gotta have this guy. Well, the cool thing is if you've got that guy, great. But maybe there's a couple of guys in the draft that you didn't get, well, now you can still put some skin on those guys and be like, hey, man, I'm going to put some money on Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I don't have him on my fantasy team, but I think he's going to like I think he's going to score a touchdown this week or I think he's going to get over 85 yards or whatever. Um, it does make it so you can have some fun. I know people that play fantasy. They're like, I'll never have any Chiefs on my <laughs> roster. And I was like, you are such a Broncos fan. Uh, but you know what? You're not uh, going to win the championship that way. But I'll tell you what. I'll make uh, I'll make some money betting on the Chiefs. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that uh, all day long. So these these kind of player props are fun. Um, And I know you and Danny, when we get into the season, you guys on this podcast are going to be doing stuff like are your favorite props for that weekend, right? Like specific games, stuff like that. That'll be fun.
1: All season long, Danny and I will be looking at the game lines itself, player props within each week, uh, Broncos matchups and much, much more. This has been an episode of the Broncos
0: Blitz podcast. Thank you, Nate, for joining me thanks for inviting me like I said I'm a degenerate I'll come on and talk about betting anytime you want man that's just that's that's me like my wife's I've got my wife into it now <laughs> like that's how crazy it is at our house my wife's like who are you betting on tonight we, legit she'll tail me. She'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll bet on the Astros. Okay, you know, and she's the same way. She's like, well, you know, because she's got, like, I don't know, you know, 30 bucks in her account or whatever, right? She's like, oh, I'll put five bucks on the Astros. And then when I'm wrong, then it's like, <laughs> then we're like sitting on the couch watching TV and she won't talk to me. Right? Stupid Astros. Right? <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun.
1: You got to love it working as a team there. And we appreciate you guys for listening. We love you guys. And we'll catch you next time.